Hello everyone, welcome to the Creative Lounge. In today's episode, we'll be talking with Jeremy, a watch collector whose timepieces don't just tell time, they capture it. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today at the Creative Lounge. As a quick introduction, I would like to ask you to tell us three things that we should know about you. Three things that you should know about me. Okay, where do I start? I guess one, I'm a salesperson. I'm, I've been in the sales industry for well over 16, 17 years. Another thing about me is even though I'm in sales and I've always been in like finance and insurance, I've always been a creative. Um, growing up, I've always wanted to be an actor, model, singer, drawer, uh, photography, and I never pursued any of those things even though I really wanted to. Um, I did pursue making and producing my own song that I released on iTunes like two years ago. So that was like my bucket list of my creative bucket list check off. So if you search my name, you could find me on all platforms. Um, but what I've done, because I haven't pursued my creative side that I've had my whole life, um, it's been channeled to my Instagram. So, and I've always been a motivator. Um, so I never pursued anything in terms of like motivating people and counseling, which I love to do too. So all of those creative and motivational things that I've always loved doing, I've channeled that into my Instagram page. And it's been one of the best things I've ever created in terms of being my outlet for not only my hobby, but a lot of the things that I love to do. And with that, I wanted to ask you, how did you decide exactly on starting an Instagram account? And obviously, why watches? So the Instagram account was done because I've always loved watches my whole life. I got into it at a very young age and um, there was a watch that I wanted for so many years. And when I got my favorite watch finally, which was, um, you know, November of 2019, I looked at my wife and I just said, hey, babe, I'm going to start my own Instagram account solely based on watches. And that's how I started the page. It started with one picture of my Panerai against the wall saying, oh, look at my new watch. And then I got a couple likes. And then I'm like, well, I got excited about random likes from random people. Then I got a couple of comments from random people. I got my first few followers and I didn't even know what was happening. And it just kept going from there. And then I started becoming very transparent. My whole goal with my Instagram was not just to post watches. It was really to create the journey behind the watch with the person wearing it. So I was very uh, open with my life. I narrated things I did. If I was having a great day, I would narrate a little bit and talk about the story behind my day. And um, it kept going from there and my messaging just really connected with a lot of people. And I took it one step further and a lot of watch accounts that you do see, you only see their wrist or their shoes with their watch or something like that. I started showing a little bit more of me, my half my face, my face, and people really started to connect with me and I just kept it going from there. And now I just have a, I guess you could say a unique account where people know all of me, not just my wrist. And that's kind of what's been happening with my page. Also what I really like is that your passion for watches really come across from those photos. And obviously I cannot go ahead without asking you where and how did the whole passion for watches started? Uh, it started from my dad. I mean, my dad growing up always had a very nice watch. Um, 
he had a, a wide variety, Rolex, Rado, Cartier. Um, but, you know, growing up, I never really saw watches as a symbol of money. I never did. It's just, a, it's funny. I just saw watches as something my dad wore and took care of and the way he wore them and cleaned them and put them away in, in, the, in, in the box and in the cabinet. You know, I always admired how well he took care of them. And I guess that was a symbol of hard work. And I would just watch him wear his watches and it just really kind of resonated with me that I would always borrow or look at a watch and then hold it and put try it on. And um, that's how it started. You know, he gave me a Rado. He gave me a Rolex Submariner as a gift uh, that he wore, he let me wear it. And then the one watch that really got me started on my journey was the, the Rolex Yachtmaster that I still have. And you know, that watch is solid gold, white dial. And I used to bug my father all the time. You know, there was a, a point of our time where he wasn't wearing it anymore. And I would bug him all the time. Can I borrow it? And he said, no, it's, it's, a, it's a solid gold watch. Um, so when I was in college, you know, the goal was finish college, get the Rolex. Okay, so I finished, you know, I finished two year, two year college and um, I asked him for the watch. And he goes, you know what, get a, get a job and then maybe you could have the Rolex. And I said, okay, next goal. And my first job was a, a waiter at Applebee's. So I'm serving tables, I got that, I got, I got my first job. Can I, can I get the Rolex? And he's like, when you get your first job where you're dressing up for work and you're, you know, you're kind of, you know, not at a restaurant holding food and, in, in you know, carrying dishes. I said, okay. So my first real job was retail, high-end, you know, shoes at Nordstrom, you know, serving very high-end clients with some of the most expensive shoes ever. I wore a suit every day. And then I asked them again, you know, can I, can I wear it now? I got a, I got a real job wearing a suit every day and he let me borrow it for a little bit took care of it and he's like, you know what, you can keep it. So now to this day, that watch is the symbol of their hard work combined with me having the hard work to earn it and keep it. And that that one piece alone really started me on my journey to loving watches even more. Why did you decide on buying a Panerai for yourself rather than a mainstream luxury brand like Rolex or Patek Philippe? that everyone knows, even people like me who are not watch collectors? I mean, okay, so my collecting philosophy has always been never about brand. Um, obviously, the one watch that started it all was the Rolex, but it was never a Rolex to me. It was just a, a watch that my father wore and how it looked. So my philosophy of collecting has always stayed that way. If, if I see a watch and it makes me feel a certain way, right from the first look and the first try on or how it, how I you know how it feels when I hold it that's a watch that I'm completely engulfed in so when it came to Panerai it was never about you know the brand itself at first it was about the shape of the case the crown guard uh, very unique crown guard where you know you don't have to unscrew it to pull it out it has that big buckle if you want I'll show you on camera since you know we're, I'm wearing it right now you know, what's really special is that's what uh, Panerai is known for. It's, it's known for that crown protector, crown guard. Um, so I did a little research on it and it was really, you know, a watch that was developed for the, the Navy um, back, the Italian Navy, Egyptian Navy. And as you dig deeper into why they made these watches, you know, if you're 
diving and you're putting on equipment and if you're getting on and off the you know the boat you know your crown could easily hit something hard and maybe break uh, so what they did was in, instead of unscrewing it to set the time and synchronize your time they created something so simple as having a big chunk of metal to kind of guard the crown and just unclick it you know set the set the time and click it down and it's it's waterproof you know so that in itself in terms of that piece was what really drew me in along with the case design the history with the navy along with just the simplicity of the brand i mean it's not flashy at all it's got a lot of presence with size but it's probably one of the most simple pieces i have because it doesn't have all the extra glitz and glamour it just has presence and that's what i like about it Listening to you, I think a lot of people would be looking to buy a new watch or even start a watch collection of their own after watching this video. So can you tell us what advice would you give to anyone who is thinking of starting their own watch collection? I think the best place to start is really know who you are and what you're going to be doing. You know, what do you do professionally? Um, are you using your hands a lot? Are you going to be wearing a suit? Are you going to be, you know, meeting with clients, people? And from that perspective of who you are and what you're going to be doing on a daily basis, I think sets the tone for what you should be researching. And I think the first things you should do is really go to the store, look at a few brands and don't just go for Rolex and, and Omega and Panerai. I mean, really go to every different store because at the end of the day, if you're a watch collector and you appreciate everything, you're not just going to look for the high-end luxury things. I mean, I have things that are worth 10 all the way down to something that's worth $300 and I love them both equally. So I think the best thing to do is to really do your research in who you are, and what type of style and watch would fit your wrist and just try a bunch on. I think the best way to do it is really just to put a bunch on. You could even go to Macy's and try on Seiko's and, and, and Citizen's and like, you know, Tag Heuer. And then you can go to a Torno or another authorized dealer that has a lot more higher end and put on those and really get a feel for every style. And then really pinpoint what's your style? What are you looking to get? what feels comfortable on your wrist, not what other people think, not how much is the watch and what are people gonna think if they know I bought this certain brand. It's what do you like and what's gonna make you feel accomplished and then get that style going and then get online because online's probably the best resource and do your research online. Google the watch, watch YouTube videos. I mean, I watch, even to this day, I watch countless hours of reviews and you know, stories on watches. It's just something I enjoy doing. And that's what helped me pick this particular piece is there's hundreds of different kind of panorais I could have picked from. But after learning myself and what I was looking for, there were a few key features that I wanted in one watch. That's what I think you should do is really do, do the most research possible. And then if you have friends who, who own watches, ask them to borrow, not borrow, but meet them up for lunch and, and and ask them if you could try them on. I mean, some of my closest friends now I met through Instagram, and that's just because we have a common bond of watches. And when we meet up, we bring our watches, we try them on, and it's helped me realize what other watches I might want in my collection just from trying it on. And 
you want to get something that you know when you put it on that feels good already. That's my biggest advice. Buy what you like, not what you think people would like. What would you say is a good budget watch or watch brand for, let's say, under $300? Easy, Seiko. Seiko is the perfect Seiko. Um, you could do Citizen, you could do Hamilton has, you know, a little bit higher, but Seiko has every price range, whether it's 150, 200, 300, 400, and they have a different kind in every different bracket, whether it's a dress watch, you know, something simple that looks good on a leather strap, you can get a dive watch. I mean, this watch in itself, this is one of my favorite watches is a Seiko. And this is, you know, you could find it for three, $400. And it's one of the first watches, one of the first watches that my wife bought me. And it's still one of my favorite watches to this day. And this watch alone is just, you know, a few hundreds of dollars and you have a solid piece that'll last you many years and it'll lead you to discovering what other dive watches that you would want. You know, like this is a dive watch. This is also a dive watch, my Panerai. And there's just so many different levels of the research you can do when it comes to all different price ranges. But I think Seiko in itself is a really good starting point. Um, and you could do that at a local jewelry store, a Macy's or any department store that carries it and just have fun, put them all on and try on five or six different pieces and really learn, you know, what's comfortable for your wrist. And do you think that the strap itself would change as well a lot the look of the watch? So I've seen your on your Instagram <laughs> account, you change your straps quite often. Um, yes. And it's all of a sudden, it, kind of feel like a, a brand new watch and I think it yes. just opens up the watch a lot. So can you also talk a little bit more about the importance of, of a good strap? Sure, sure. I mean, it's so easy to want a new watch even when you buy a watch, right? And it's, it's all because, you know, when you really love watches, you want to get as many as you can just to experience them. But we always say it, new strap equals new watch because, you know, you change the color. Like this is a Panerai and it's on a orange rubber strap and it's perfect for the summer, for, for jeans. But if I have a work meeting tomorrow, I could easily put one of the leather straps back on it and now I have a dressier Panerai. With my Panerai alone, we call it a strap monster. It looks good with almost anything I put on it, but depending on the occasion. So if I'm you know, wearing a button down with casual pants, I could put on you know, a regular leather strap that's like uh, grain leather, but if I know I have a meeting and I want the Panerai to be extra dressy, I have a shinier crocodile leather that I could put on it. And now it looks like an Italian dressy watch. So the importance of straps is very good, not only for the change of the look of your watch, but also it helps you save money because you could buy five different straps from so many different brands and alternate the straps throughout the week or month and never have to feel like you want to buy another watch for a little while. It kind of scratches the itch just a little bit, but not not forever. Nice, I love that. That's a definitely yeah. a very, very good tip, I think. And last question from my side, what would be one advice to anyone watching this? I would say if it comes to watches, take your time, do your research, and, and really have fun with it. It's a hobby. It's not anything to get too serious about. It's not about how much you have to spend, it's how you feel. And in terms of life, you know, look, 
if there's anything you dream and are motivated to do, just do it. Uh, I live that every day by having my Instagram. I can say, like, I'm not anyone too special to say, like, I'm not a celebrity or anything like that, but I feel that way because of what I built within the Instagram community. I feel like a very important person within the community because everyone's really important to me. So if there's anything that you ever dream of doing, just do it, put yourself out there, be authentic, be honest, and be genuine, and you're gonna get all that right back because I got I get that every single day. And you could do that too, just you know, do put good vibes out there, be authentic, be genuine, and it'll come right back to you. And that's kind of my advice for everyone listening or watching. Okay, guys, time's up. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jeremy. And of course, make sure to check out his Instagram account. Link in the description below. From me, Stefan Dimov, I'll see you next time.